Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Better Watch Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick. And I'm Celeste. And what the fuck did we just watch? Um, I do not know, to be honest. Uh, who does know? And honestly, this movie is fucking weird. Oh, yeah. We hope you don't like walruses. Yeah. Otherwise, you might not like them after this. No, they're still cute to me. Just not this one. <laughs> it's a bit traumatizing, not going to lie. It is very traumatizing. And we made the silly decision to watch it once because we had never seen it before. Yeah. We're like, let's watch it without doing notes. Oh, boy. Wasn't fun learning we had to watch it a second time for notes. Yeah, it was. It was a lot. It was a lot. Like, that's the thing. I. It's a good movie. Really well done. Really creative. Well acted too. Yeah, but I would watch it again if I could just skip the parts that are <laughs> scary. It's not scary. It's just disturbing. Same, same. It's just weird. It's a weird fucking movie. And if you don't know what we're talking about, we are talking about the movie Tusk that was released in 2014 and it was directed by Kevin Smith, who's best known for for me, Clerks, Dogma, More Rats, like all those comedies I grew up watching as a teenager that I love. Probably still love now. I haven't seen him in ages. But, uh, yeah, this was like his first step into horror. And it fucking, it's a weird one. Yeah. So, so weird. Yeah, he got this idea after seeing a Gumtree prank ad. And the ad entailed a living situation free of charge, but only if the lodger agreed to dress as a walrus. I'm like, how does someone even think of that anyway? Creative minds, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't have one of those, sorry. No, neither do I. <laughs> and he mentions it on his Smoncast on episode 259, but you have to go. I had to find it on Reddit. It's not on Spotify. I don't know about Apple Podcasts because we are Android users. Yeah. <laughs> so I couldn't tell you about Apple Podcasts, but it sounds like all their back catalogue's been deleted and gone. That's okay. <laughs> That is okay. So, yeah, this movie is basically spoiler-free without spoiling it, which that is (laughs) spoiler-free. Sorry, we've just been at a three-year-old party in a food coma from all the fairy bread. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, Thinking about it now. We had a bit of a sugar high at the party and now we're crashing. (laughs) We are crashing now. So hard. At least Lotus, she's going at her peanut butter. She's all right. Yeah, she's just having a good time. <laughs> so, yeah, spoiler-free synopsis of this movie. It's basically about a podcaster, so we're getting a bit meta today. <laughs> uh, he, very arrogant, bit of a dickhead. Um, he goes to Canada to chase up a story. That story falls through, and he ends up meeting this new person who has a very weird obsession with walruses. Yeah. And we'll tell you why as we go through the movie. Yep. So without further ado, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Alrighty. So we start this movie off meeting Wallace, who's played by Justin Long. If you don't know who Justin Long is, for me, the first film I think of is Dodgeball. Yeah. Um, I know he's been in, I think he's in a movie called Drag to ha- Drag Me to Hell, which is another horror, which I think we have somewhere. <laughs> we have a lot of movies. That we do. <laughs> and we also meet Teddy, who's played by Haley Joel Osment, who is the sixth sense kid that... Sees all the dead people. Spooky. (laughs) And they are two podcasters who do their podcast show called The Not See Party. But because Americans have the accent and they go, not. It sounds like Nazi party. Yeah. Creative, but no good. Not good. Not good at all. So Teddy plays a video of a guy called the Kill Bill Kid who is mucking around with a sword. He's just flailing at it about. And eventually... With the worst 
CG <laughs> graphics I've ever seen in a horror movie. Cuts his own leg off. Yep. And they just piss themselves. Yeah. And so when we first watched it, I was like, oh, no, he's going to cut his leg off. And then when I saw the like graphics, I was like, oh, no, no, it's like, it's just a prank video. And you're like, no, like it's supposed to be real. And I was yeah, like, oh, it's real. oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah. So we're finding out that Wallace is going to Canada to meet up with this guy for their next episode. So basically he's just going up there to make fun of him. Which you can already tell he's a dick because he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he just kind of makes fun of and exploits people just to make content, basically. Yeah, so we get the title card and then we cut to Wallace is now at the Border Patrol in Canada and we see a very familiar face from, like, my childhood YouTube watching. The Epic Mealtime guy. Yeah, Harley from Epic Mealtime. So exciting to see him. <laughs> yeah, and he is good in his little cameo. It's, yeah. It's funny as... Um, so yeah, basically he's trying to sort of have a conversation with Wallace and, um, tries to make this joke and Wallace doesn't really understand. He goes, oh, wait, like you're talking about hockey. I don't really follow hockey. And then the border patrol guy goes, all right, I'm going to stop you there. We're going to go through the can of do's and the can of don'ts. And basically says like, number one, don't tell a Canadian you don't follow <laughs> hockey. It's very offensive. And then, yeah, just kind of bit of back and forth. And it's a really weird exchange. And Wallace looks uncomfortable and doesn't know like really what to do. Yeah. And this is where Harley, I don't know. He's, I don't think we get the Border Patrol guy's name. I don't think I'll so. just say Harley. This is where <laughs> Harley asks him what he's doing. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm a podcaster. I'm going for an interview. And this is where he says, oh, my partner in crime on the podcast doesn't like coming with me on trips. Like he gets nervous or something. Yeah, like he doesn't like flying or something. Doesn't like flying, so he always goes by himself. Yeah. So then we cut to Wallace gets to the Kill Bill kid's house and he sees a reef out the front and he's like, what the hell's going on? And then we see all these cars in like a wide shot down the driveway and then we just start to hear this woman crying yeah and he walks down he's like going hi i'm here for and the crowd disperse we find out the kill bill kid has killed himself with his own sword yeah so pretty upsetting yeah but not to wallace no so he finds himself at a bar and he calls teddy to tell him what's happened and he's just so selfish he's like oh, like he couldn't have waited a couple of days for us to do the interview and then he could have killed himself. Like, that's fine. But like, yeah, he's... and saying like how ironic that he killed himself with his own sword. Yeah. Like, what a fucker. And you're like, dude, you're a fuckhead. Yeah. So then he basically is like, I don't want to have come all this way for nothing. Like, we need an episode for next week. I'll stay here like another day to try find another story for us. So he goes to the bathroom and I asked you this because I was really confused. So above all the urinals is like a notice board. And I was like, is that a real thing? Because like, that's really weird. It is weird. No, it's not a real thing. <laughs> I've never been to a toilet where there is a notice board full of ads and shit. <laughs> yeah. That's a negative. <laughs> <laughs> so he sees this um, flyer peeking out amongst all the notice boards and it says like stories of adventures or whatever. So he rips it out, starts reading it and he's off. Yeah. And he, you hear like the voice of the guy that read uh, wrote sorry the the flyer and he's just doing a voiceover narration as we cut to wallace is now at a convenience store and this is where we meet the two store clerks who are played by kevin smith's daughter 
Harley Quinn, and Johnny Depp's daughter, Lily Rose, which was her first acting role. Yeah. And just a little fun fact, this movie is actually the start of a trilogy of movies, and it's called the True North Trilogy. So every movie is based in Canada. You've got Tusk, which we're talking about today. Then you've got that fucking terrible (laughs) yoga hoses, which centers around these two. Yeah. And then the third movie, which hasn't been made yet, and it's Moose Jaws. And if you're wondering, oh, what the what is a moose jaw? It's basically in the movie Jaws, but with a moose. <laughs> and I was worried and thought it was going to be like a moose version of this movie. And I was like, I can't do that again. <laughs> no, it's nothing like that. <laughs> it's just a moose in water, I think. That's fine. <laughs> Happy with that? Yeah, I, I can take that. So Wallace finds out that he's off to a place called Bifrost. And he asks the store clerks like, oh, where is... Bifrost and they're like oh it's it's a bolt <laughs> two hours from here so yeah the joke of that Canadian accent is prevalent in this movie yeah so they really hone in on the a bolt and the sorry yeah <laughs> and he starts making fun of it Wallace does and store clerk Harley Quinn is like hate Americans yeah <laughs> so this is where Wallace starts driving off and we're still hearing the narration of the guy and we find out his name is Howard Howe and Wallace ends up getting to his destination and we meet Howard, who was played by Michael Parks, who sadly passed away in 2017. And Howard at first, he seems like this really wise old man, but there's something, just something about him that's off. Yeah, you just get a bit of a weird vibe and, like, I think it's just the way he just watches Wallace, like, and the way he looks at him when he's, like, having a conversation. It's just a weird, weird thing i don't know so yeah howard offers wallace a tea and he goes oh that sounds great but can i use your bathroom because he grabbed one of those massive big gulp cups from the convenience store he goes i need to use your bathroom (laughs) and he goes to the bathroom to take a piss and he's feeling uncomfortable because there's a doll there just looking at him (laughs) so what he does is he just turns it around and continues to pee yeah and i was like why doesn't he just shut his eyes (laughs) no it doesn't work like that it's weird I wouldn't understand. <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't. It's weird. I don't like being stared at. Well, fair enough. <laughs> Bloody hell. So he comes out and he starts, before he starts drinking the tea, he's walking around Howard's place. And yeah, as you said, Howard's just looking at him in like amazement. Yeah. Like he can't take his eyes off of him. Yeah. And we need to explain that Howard is also disabled. Yeah, he's and, in a wheelchair. Yeah, motorized wheelchair, just Using turning his, around. Yeah, yeah. And just. Focuses all his attention on Wallace. Yeah. So then, um, yeah, like in this like living room, sitting room type thing, there's like just artifacts and artwork like hung up around the place. So Wallace is, you know, having a look around and basically, you know, he sits down to enjoy his tea and, you know, he's like, this is the best tea I've ever had. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not really a tea person. And then Howard goes, oh, well, like you soak the tea leaves in brandy. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, no worries. And then um, Howard says like this quote um, by Ernest Hemingway, who says, always do so by what you do drunk. It'll teach you to keep your mouth shut. And Wallace is like, oh, I know who that is. That's Hemingway. And Howard goes, yeah, he told me. Yeah, like he said it to me personally. And Wallace is like losing his mind. He's like, no way. So we find out Howard was in World War Two, and how he met Ernest, uh, Ernest Hemingway 
I'm very bad with names. I keep <laughs> muddling my words. That's fine. So, yeah, he meets Hemingway as like a kitchen hand and he's peeling potatoes and he pulls out like a bottle of brandy or something and Hemingway starts with this big grin on his face and says that quote to him. And um, Howard mentions it to him that he's got the same bottle over there, like just behind him. And Wallace goes up to him he goes, oh, wow, this is so cool. Then he, his eyes gaze upon this... Whatever it is, on top of the fireplace, how it goes, oh, I see you have a keen eye for curiosity like a cat. <laughs> and he goes, what is this? And he says some fancy words that I won't be able to say. Yeah, man. It's basically a walrus dick. Yeah. The bone. So how it explains that a lot of mammals have this bone inside their penis so that it's harder and it is a bit longer t- for to make babies easier, essentially. Yeah, learning fun facts about walruses well, yeah. in a horror movie. Great. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it is awesome. <laughs> Love learning animal facts. Would have been better if David Attenborough was telling me, oh. not Howard. Yeah, true. Especially after what he does. <laughs> so Wallace goes, oh, like, this is cool as. And Howard starts laughing and he goes, I'm a dirty boy, aren't I? Yeah, and I was like, that that made me really uncomfortable. It made me uncomfortable. I was like, <laughs> Especially because Wallace is, like, mucking around with it and, like, jerking it off and, like, hitting himself in the head with it. Yeah. Like, like checking how hollow it yeah. is. Oh, yeah. So weird. So we learn about Howard's uh, has become quite acquainted with a walrus before because he got lost at sea. And he's telling the story in 1959. He was on a boat to Siberia. He was trying to find a great white shark called the Whale Eater, but the boat collided with an iceberg and capsized. And Wallace, oh, sorry, not Wallace. Keep the walrus. <laughs> the walrus saved Howard's, Howard's life. Yeah. Like, so that's why yeah. it confuses me because the fact about this movie is Wallace is his name because it's close to walrus yeah which i th- yeah i think that's really cool <laughs> yeah and you picked up on it straight away yeah i was like ah that, that seems a bit bit like a coincidence so howard called his walrus companion mr tusk because he was close to a janitor at his all boys school named mr tusk tuskegee tuskegee <laughs> it's a weird last name but yeah, this as I said, we're learning about how it's got a bit of a weird obsession with walruses. Like he is obsessed with them. Yeah, a bit too much. <laughs> and while he's talking about this, we get POV shots of like what Wallace is looking at and he's not looking too good. Yeah, like the teacup and the table, like it's all blurry and he kind of is trying to ask Howard like what have you what did you put in it? Like, you've done something, but he can't get any words out. And he tries to stand up, but he just collapses. Yeah. And when he collapses, how it's like, there, there, it's going to be all right, Mr. Tusk. And you're like, what the? You're like, ah, oh, shit, here we go. What's wrong with Howard? What, <laughs> what is he going to do now? Like, what the, what the <laughs> fuck are you going to do? All right, tell me. <laughs> I'm in suspense. <laughs> but this is where we meet Ali, Wallace's partner played by Genesis Rodriguez, and she doesn't want him to go to Canada. Yeah, she's like, take me with you, or like, don't go, like, you know, and he goes, look, I can't take you with me. You know, Teddy gets all weird, and I think he's a bit jealous. Um, You know, I can't be myself, I can't be on my game if you're there. 
Because, like, he's an asshole to people. He's an asshole. And the way we meet Ali, she is performing oral sex (laughs) on Wallace. And Wallace isn't, like, he just wants to fuck. Yeah, and, and she just she's just trying to have a conversation. Yeah, because he's like, she's like, oh, I just want to be all lovey-dovey with you. And he's like, oh, we could be all lovey-dovey over the phone when I'm in Canada. You know what we can't do? Fuck. Yeah. And she's like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this whole, like, scene finishes with Ali continuing oral sex on Wallace and then it cuts to Wallace waking up from his, like, drugged, State. obviously. Yeah. You're like, the tea was drugged. Yeah. So he wakes up and he's like, oh, what's happened and how it's like they're like polishing a tusk. Yeah, like sharpening it, polishing it. It's weird. Yeah, he's a weird old man. Yeah. And also while he's doing this, his his legs are crossed. Yeah. And I'm like, but I thought you didn't really have use of your legs because you're in a motorized wheelchair. I'm worried. (laughs) I'm stressed. Something again, something (laughs) seems off. What is it? What is it? <laughs> so, yeah, so he basically goes over with some water um, and, yeah, explains that he doesn't know what happened, but, you know, he just got up and he passed out and then um, eventually says, you know, this poisonous spider um, bit your ankle. I saw it, like, walking away after uh, it bit the, you. The brown recluse. Yeah. Um, and then says like you know your ankle swelled up really big like the size of like a really big elephant and Wallace is like how big and how it goes at that one and Wallace starts laughing yeah and then basically says because it's like a poisonous spider to stop the venom from going to his heart like he called this Dr. Mosier or Mosier Mosier yeah um who like lives you know, half an hour away or whatever, came rushing over and they made the hard decision to do something because yeah. Wallace is like, I like, I feel weird. And he goes, oh, that'll be like the spinal injection, injection because, yeah, we had to do this thing. And so he pulls the blanket off his legs and sees that he's missing his left leg. Yeah, from the... Knee down. Yeah. Oh, well, just before the knee. Just before the knee. Yeah. So... He freaks out. Oh, yeah, as any normal person would. He's like, what the fuck? Where's my leg? Like, what's going on? And we're all looking at it like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. And he's like, I need a phone. Like, I need to get home. And he goes, oh, like, the doctor stepped on your phone. It's in a medley in pieces. And he goes, well, give me a phone. Like, I just need one. And then he goes, oh, no, the doctor took all the phones so that you can recover in peace. So he's already backtracked on his story. Yeah. And then he also, he starts talking in this weird voice. Like, it's like a high-pitched children-like sound voice with, like, a lisp. And it just sounds a bit off. And then, yeah, he ends up, like, Howard's wheeling out of the room And he's in the doorway and says, I'm truly sorry for your loss while laughing. Yeah, he's holding holding back laughter, the little shit. Yeah. So he's like, oh, we'll get you ready. Supper will be at six, basically. So we cut to them eating. Well, Howard's just eating. And he goes to Wallace, oh, you're not eating anything. And he goes, I can't move my arms. He goes... Oh, that'll be just the morphine. So, again, he's changed the story. Yeah, or he could have just really drugged him up. This is where Wallace, he's starting to see through it, and he's like, there was no spider, was there? And how it's going, oh, no, it was a brown recluse. It was a little one, but it bit you, and it's so venomous. Venom, oh, fuck me. (laughs) Venomous? Yes, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. No problem. Yeah, I'm a bit fucking... (laughs) 
stupid when it comes to words. Anyway, he says the spider was a hobo spider. No, venomous. Oh, venomous. Oh, oh. I said it. There you go. <laughs> Yay. Um, <laughs> and Howard's still going. Uh, not Howard. Wallace is still going. No, there was no spider was there. And Howard goes, no, it was little, like, itsy bitsy. And he goes, starts going, itsy bitsy spiders run out the water spout. Yeah. And, like, it's you so just creepy. see his personality change. Yeah. So Wallace is like, get me out. Get me out of here. Like, I don't want to be here. Howard just gets up, walks over, smacks the shit out of him. And then just walks back. Fuck you. You're supposed to be disabled. <laughs> Why the fuck? Yeah. Why can you walk? And if you have a keen eye, keen eyes, mm-hmm. all right, you got to pay attention. All right, everyone, pay attention because this will fuck with you because mm-hmm. it fucked with me. The second time we watched this movie, I noticed when Wallace sits down for the first time to talk to Howard, Howard crosses his legs. But, yeah, you're too busy listening to the story and looking around the room that you don't notice it. This motherfucker... Oh, my God. <laughs> and then, yeah, um, Wallace, you know, starts screaming and yelling again. And um, Howard actually tells Wallace what his plan is. And he he's wants, he's wants to finish making a realistic walrus suit because he wants to answer the age-old question of, is man indeed a walrus at heart? Well, who the fuck asked that question? No one. No one. No one asked for oh, it. No well, one wants it's it. Old, it's an old-timey riddle. Fuck off, it's an old-timey <laughs> riddle, mate. You're just crazy. You're fucking insane. <laughs> so, All right. So then Wallace just starts screaming again for help, but then Howard starts screaming and, like, snarling. Oh, and yeah. It's so like, scary. It's like, oh, oh, nah, 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 nah. Like, <laughs> what? He is unhinged. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, and the thing I like about this movie, when it does its edits in and out of scenes, it fades to black. So it's like really nice. And we fade to black, come back up to Allie, who's like- at home. Look, No, she's at the hotel. What hotel? She's at a motel room with someone because we see some random dude caress her face. Yeah. And she's like, it's like looking into the camera, she starts crying. She's- yeah talking about how she knows wallace cheats on her and she's like why she's like i know i deserve better why do i stay i'm stupid for staying and all that sort of stuff and we cut back to the podcast after this with wallace and teddy and we find out that teddy was taking ali to the getty while wallace was gone on this trip so you already know okay it's teddy yeah. Which I would have liked to, the way it does it, and I'll explain it now, because that's what I do in this fucking thing. It's my job. <laughs> well, no, it's not my job. It's for fun. So we see the random hand caress Ali's face, and we cut to the podcast to find out that Teddy is taking Ali to the Getty, and Wallace is, like, thanking him, and then they stop the podcast episode, and they're like, Teddy goes to Wallace, oh, you should really be taking you misses out and he's like nah fuck that shit man like i know she's hot but you know what i can't get when she's there roadhead and talks about how these bigger fans of his they've got a lot of loving to give and it's disgusting yeah he's fucking undermining women yeah he doesn't care and then after a few phone calls are made to wallace to try and figure out where he is ali's like oh can you go to the 
bathroom, clean your teeth and get back to bed. And then you see Teddy come in. How I would have liked this to happen. He's like, we see that random hand caress her face. And then the camera pan around. And then, yeah, maybe the camera pan around to see that it was Teddy. Yeah. I guessed it was him anyway. Like, yeah, you already know it's him. And then it's added extra with the podcast episode in the middle. Like, yeah, as I said, I would have liked it to be like we see the hand or like not even pan around. Maybe we see that hole like go brush your teeth and then we see Teddy walk into the bathroom and then you're like, oh, fuck, what the fuck? And then you get the podcast episode that explains that Teddy is taking Ali to the Getty while Wallace is away. Like, that's what I would have liked. Yeah. But it kind of makes sense in a way as well because then you understand where Ali's coming from because otherwise you're watching that first portion being like she's cheating on Wallace. She's saying that he's cheating on her but, like, you know, you don't know that yet. Yeah. And then you'll cut to the podcast, like, well, after the podcast they'd finished recording and he's saying, like, I do cheat on her. Like, I kind of get it, but, yeah. Oh, it's just my personal opinion. Yeah, that's okay. Like, as I said, this movie's still great. I recommend it because when I found this out, I have a, for me, anything with A24's name on it, I love to watch. Yeah. So Midsummer, Hereditary, which we covered. Uh, bodies, 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 which we saw last night. Yeah. Like anything that has A24's name on it, I'll enjoy. It's like you with Blumhouse. As soon as you see that Blumhouse title, you're like, I'm in. Yeah. I'm fully invested in this movie. Yeah, because they always do good stuff. Yeah. So when I found out this one was distributed by A24, I was like, I see why. It just has that little soft spot in my heart that yeah. I like this movie. Yeah. Lotus is going walkabouts. She's, oh, licking, she she's licking up her trail of peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> hey. She's all right. <laughs> back to this movie. Um, yeah, so we're back at the hotel room and, um, yeah, Wallace has been trying to call the girl. Um, call the girl. Call Ali. <laughs> Because he's like, you know, like, this man's, like, kidnapped me. Like, I've lost my leg. Like, you need to call the police. I'm two hours out of Winnipeg. Like, you need to help me. She doesn't answer. He then tries to call Teddy. And his phone's ringing while he's brushing his teeth at the hotel room. Um, And he sees it ringing, but he just doesn't answer it. Why would you answer it? You're fucking his girlfriend. Why would you answer it? Fair. Um, Um, The thing is with this scene, it's really cool, is when he goes... To Getty's phone when Ali's calling him, we focus on that dick bone, the walrus dick bone. Yeah. That's on top of the fireplace. And then when he comes back, when he's on the phone to Teddy giving leaving that voicemail, the bone's gone. Yeah. But you also see Howard slinking around in the background. And I find it a little bit foreshadowing that him hitting his head with it before and then Howard coming in and knocking him out with it. Yeah. A little bit of foreshadowing of what was going to happen. So I like that. Yeah. I don't know if that was how it was meant to be. But that's how we're going to take it. <laughs> that's how we're going to take it. And there's another bit of foreshadowing, which I'll explain in a bit. <laughs> so basically we cut to the next morning. Uh, Ali has woken up. She goes to check her phone, realizes there's a voicemail left from Wallace and goes to Teddy in panic like, shit, shit, Wallace is in trouble. Yeah. And as they're doing this, uh, we cut back to Howard and he's just covered in blood with all these blood-soaked tools around him, all these anatomy uh, posters of the human body and the walrus body. Yeah. And he's going on a little rant about how he used to be beaten, how he used to be raped, and his parents were killed. Yeah, by a mugger or something. So yeah. then he was um, like, in don't, an orphanage. I'm not feeling – I don't care for your fucking sympathy, mate. You're a <laughs> fucking loose unit. Uh, 
fuck you and fuck what you're going to do to this bloke because <laughs> it pulls out and you see the other bit of foreshadowing how Wallace's both his legs are cut off. Yeah. If you go back to the first podcast episode at the start of the film, he goes... When he's talking about the Kill, Kill Bill, Bill kid. kid. He goes, I don't need both my legs. I don't need to run a marathon. Bang, foreshadowing. Yeah. Both legs are gone. No legs. And we see one arm has been fused with his torso. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. I was like, oh, no, we're we're about to get really traumatized here. Yeah, and I feel like that's the only bit of gore you see in the movie is that, like, little fuse. It reminded me a little bit like a dumbed-down version of Human Centipede. Yeah. Like, no no movie will ever be as fucked up Mm -hmm. as Human Centipede. Yeah. Oh, no, there's a few. But in terms of making someone an animal. Yeah, that's... That's high up there. And this dickhead decided to watch all three of those movies. Mm Mm-hmm. And he knows he's probably going to have to watch them again because someone's going to ask us to cover it. Please don't. Um, (laughs) I don't need to be traumatized. I'll I'll, I'll say it now. I'll do the first one. (laughs) None of the sequels. Okay. I will not do any of the sequels unless enough people ask and I put myself through that torture for content. (laughs) But you guys can pay for my therapy. Yeah, and mine too. (laughs) Like, that'd be awesome. (laughs) So, anyway, we're cutting back to Ali and Teddy and they're in the car, like, frantically driving. And Oh, do you want to say something, Lotus? <laughs> say hi. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There's your little cameo from our mascot. So, anyway, yeah, Wallace and Ali are frantically driving, trying to call the police. They're like, our friend Wallace, he's in trouble. He's the producer or he's, like, on this podcast called the Nazi Party Podcast and... The police hang up straight away. <laughs> yeah, and Teddy's like, oh, no, no, spell it out to him, spell it out to him, spell it out to him. And, yeah, they hang up because, like, who's going to listen after that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we go back to Howard's place and there's, like, this beautiful, like, vinyl playing with, like, this seaside music and you see projective videos of, like, the seaside with waves crashing in, few seagulls. Then you start hearing this screaming and the camera's panning and all you see is like this human skin fused walrus suit yeah. that was made out of polyester and foam to replicate human flesh, which it does a very good job yeah, of. Yeah, it looks so and if realistic. You pay close attention, the tail has like toenails on it. Yeah, because I think it's like fingers or toes. Like yeah. you can see like the lines of the finger. Mm. Yeah. You're, oh. you're getting crazy thinking about it, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> mm, oh. Oh. Gosh. Oh, I hated this part. Yeah. And then and then we see his face. Not yet. Yeah, we do. Well, we do. Like, because Howard is, like, going, like, oh, walruses don't cry. And that's when we see his face and you see Wallace as Mr. Tusk is Howard likes to call yeah. him for the first time. And it's like, what the fuck is that fucking thing? Like, we had to pause the movie and stop because we were like, ah. I literally, I thought I was going to be sick. And, I, like, I was, like, tearing up. I was just not, oh, I ugh, I can just see it in my head. Yeah. And, oh, God, it is the thing of nightmares. It is the thing honestly. of nightmares, but it's awesome. I, I ended up loving it for some reason, but that's because it's me. Yeah, like it's so well done though. Like I can respect the yeah. makeup and if and you play, pay close attention to this uh, suit, you can see like faces and belly buttons and ears in there. Yeah, it's it's scary. And then, it's, yeah, it's scary to know like how many people Howard would have had to kill to skin them 
to make this suit. And you find that out later in the movie that how many people he has actually killed. Yeah, which is scary. Yeah, and it is a scary number. So we cut to Ali and Teddy are going around asking people if they've seen Wallace and how it is just manifesting to Wallace about Mr. Tusk, basically. Yeah. And this is where Ali and Teddy go to a police station and they show the police officer the um, voicemails. And he's like, are you sure he's not just pulling your leg? Because he does do a comedy podcast. And like, no, no, this is this is serious. And the police officer's like, no. Yeah. Is it not like a sexual thing? Yeah. And it's, they're like, no, he's not. It just seems like him. he doesn't really want to help them. Yeah. And he asks the question, like, would he be like saying this because he's having an affair or something? And Ali pauses and um, she's like, no, that's not him. So she lies, yeah. obviously, because they just want to fall in water. But also, obviously, uh, obviously, they know that like it is serious. He wouldn't, he wouldn't joke about this. Like Ali and Teddy know him well. Um, so yeah, the police officer says, "Look, actually, a few days ago, we had this retired detective investigator guy come from Quebec, um, asking if we'd had any." Um, bodies wash up without legs and says, you know, because your missing friend, you know, mentioned that he didn't have a leg anymore, um, maybe he can help you. So writes down his name and number, gives it to Teddy and Ali, and they're on their way. Yeah. Sorry, Lotus is fucking going crazy. <laughs> She's full of beans now. Yeah, she is full of beans. Sorry. Then we go back to Howard's place and Wallace is just screaming. Like the noise is will oh, be ingrained in my brain. It is terrifying. Um, and yeah, and Howard's basically saying, look, to be a full walrus, you have to learn how to swim. Do you know what we forgot to mention? What? At the police station, mm-hmm. Howard Howe's not a real person. Oh, well, I kind of guessed that anyway, as if he's going to give his real name. I didn't. All right. Stop ruining movies for yourself and overthinking Sorry them. Sorry that I'm smart uh, and I think logically. No, fuck thinking logically. We're watching <laughs> horror movies. And I'm right. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> uh-huh. I thought it was pretty cool. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Oh, well. But, yeah, so basically says to be a true warris, you have to learn to swim. And Mr. Tusk Wallace has, like, a chain wrapped around his, like, tail fin thing and um, Howard just presses the button and he's getting dragged by this chain into the water. And Howard is just so happy that he's trying to stay afloat. And he's like, yes, like, you're doing it. You're swimming. Go, fishy, go. While Wallace is trying not to fucking die. Yeah, and then he kind of just goes under the water for a little bit. I think he must have tired himself out from trying to stay afloat. And you see this other walrus corpse with a human, uh, human-like skeletonized face. So you know that someone else has had to go through this as well. And it's really sad. And like Wallace kind of freaks out. Um, and then we cut to um, Ali and Teddy meeting um, Detective Gui Lapointe. Who's played by Johnny Depp and how the fuck they got Johnny <laughs> Depp in this movie, I will never know. <laughs> but he is awesome. He like, is awesome, but he came in too late. I needed this comic relief like after we see Wallace well, we as do, Mr. Tough. No, like the first time. <laughs> the first time. But it wouldn't have made sense. I uh, would have. It wouldn't have. I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right. But, Fuck this movie. <laughs> but he's talking in this really funny, like, French accent that's not very well done. But it is just, it's what you needed in yeah. this movie. And he's, like, at a slider joint and he pushes down the slider to make it, like, a hamburger. Yeah. Like, why? Got to do what you got to do to try eat it. You just eat it like a normal slider. Yeah, but it's so tall that your mouth can't fit. Oh, it's not my problem. 
Well, not everyone's a human vacuum cleaner like you. No. <laughs> this is true. Um, so, yeah, basically he's introducing himself um, to Teddy and Allie and he's kind of gone a bit crazy um, and he's dedicated his life to finding this guy and he calls him the butcher of the men. And we find out that, yeah, Howard's killed 23 people because that's how many sort of bodies that they've yeah. found like this. And when he mentions that he almost like... He reckons he met him. Like, he was so close that he could smell his shit. Yeah. <laughs> and he apologises. But then he says, fuck. And he doesn't pardon his French for fuck, it's but it's for shit. It's every fine. time he says shit, yeah. he goes, oh, pardon my language. But every time he goes, fuck, he's like, oh, That's know, all right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he kind of says, you know, I'm like, oh, bless you. <laughs> After, so these missing people, once they've been gone for a month, that's when you find their bodies. So they're skinned, their legs are amputated, their arms are sewn to their sides, and also their tongues are ripped out. Yeah, and this is where he gets the nickname the first wife, and he proceeds to say, like, she doesn't let you talk, she doesn't let you go anywhere, and she does not fuck you because he mentions they haven't been, like, sexually abused. Yeah. And Ali and Teddy just look at him weird, and he's like, no, oh, it's more funny when you've been married a couple of times. <laughs> Um, but then, yeah, so when he says that he thinks that he's actually met this killer, it goes to a flashback of him walking up to this house and introduces himself saying, I'm looking for this missing hockey player. Have you seen anything? And this old guy was like, no, like, I thought you were here to like kill the spider in my toilet because I called the police like three days ago and no one's come. And I was like, you called the police for a spider? Yeah, a brown recluse. Ah, mm. uh, what a bitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> and fun fact, yeah. the hockey player he's trying to find for is Gregory Grum- Gumtree, which is a reference to the Gumtree ad that gave birth to this talk. film. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and basically um, says, you know, the hockey player saw this ad in a bar on a notice board um, of this room to rent, said that it was supposed to be around this area. Do you know anything? And this old guy's no. Like, you know, the day you said he went missing, like I was at the rink with the the little mites who were like a kid's team or whatever. He's like a coach's assistant. And Guila Point was like, oh, okay, no worries. Um, and, you know, asks what the guy's name is. And he said his name is Bartholomew Moisier, which is the name of the doctor that Howard told Wallace. So this killer has like a split personality type situation going on. Not really. He's just a fuckwit. <laughs> he's a psychopath and he is he's, an asshole. He's got some shit wrong. He's 100%. a fucking dickhead. All right. Fuck this guy. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so it, um, a month later, they find the hockey player's body and it was his torso was in a sewer. And when the medical examiner was, you know, examining his body, they found a piece of his own tibia bone in his mouth. And they're kind of like, what? What do you... That makes no sense. It makes sense when you look at fucking... Wallace. So his tibia bones are his tusks. Which makes sense. they're embedded into his skull. Yeah. Like fully fused. Oh, my God. <laughs> this movie. Um, And then, yeah, so Gui is like, says, you know, he spoke to the the mum of the hockey player and says, look, mums have this intuition, like they can tell things that, you know, police can't even think of. What do you think happened to your son? And she goes, the man is making a monster. 
So it's kind of like, you know, she knows something's going on for her son to be found in that manner. Um, And then, yeah, we cut back to Howard's place and he's like leaning on Wallace's Wara's body and singing a little song and basically says, look, it's time for you to eat and gives him a raw mackerel and says, you have to eat it. And he's watching him through like this little peephole. Well, it's not a little one. It's a pretty big one. Yeah. And like... Oh, it's just a weird. It's gross. Like to see like a human act like a full animal, it's scary. It's just a weird. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. Well, we will edit that out. I think we can all guess what was just said, but that is fine. <laughs> oh, I did well for six episodes, all right? But this guy just pisses me off. <laughs> all right, so moving on. We, Teddy and Ali, are in the car and he goes, look, so you said he's two hours away. I have this thing that I do when I'm going to go on a long drive. Um, You know, some people smoke, some people chew tobacco. All right, who knows Wallace the best, Ali or Teddy? Ali goes, oh, me. And he goes, all right, what is Wallace's thing? And she thinks about it for a second and goes, he likes big, goofy convenience store drinks. So they're like, all right, let's head off. So they go to the convenience store where we see those two two clerks again, the two girls, and Ali shows them a photo of Wallace and they're like, oh, it's Mr. Mustache. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then they basically talk about kind of how much of an asshole he was and tells the story from their perspective of him like being really rude to them and the other customers in the store as well. Yeah, because he was writing on a notepad like against her for the... This like random customer. Yeah, he could have wrote it on the bench. But no. No, he's just a dick. <laughs> but yeah, so then... Um, Gwee's like, oh, well, if you wrote on a notepad, do you still have it? And I'm like, yeah, here it is. And he does that pencil trick where you, like, rub over the paper to see the indent from the previous page. And Teddy goes, oh, like, I saw that in The Big Lebowski. And Gwee goes, you know what this funny thing is? I actually got it from that movie. Yeah. Yes, for the reference. I love that movie so much. Oh, it's so good. I can't believe you didn't like it. Yeah, it's just not my thing. So where are we up to now? The floating. Oh, so where Howard is having a swim with Mr. Tusk. And this is where we find out that Howard actually killed his walrus companion after being stranded on the rock they were stuck on for six months. He had to eat. Yeah, and, like, just as he was eating him, he got saved and he blames himself. So, basically, he's turned Wallace into this walrus so that he could fight and kill him. Yeah, like, make it a fair fight. And he says that he's been trying to find someone for the past 15 years. Yeah, who's been strong enough and Wallace has outlasted everyone. Yeah, so, literally, for 15 years, he's been making people into warruses to fight him in lieu of Mr. Tusk. As I said, he's a weird fuck. Well, I'm not using the word I said before. (laughs) All right. I'm already like, I'm trying to keep my mouth shut now. (laughs) I'm in the naughty corner. Yes, you are. So we cut to Gui has found Wallace's car in a lake. Ali tries to go in and Gui's like, no, he won't be in there. He's like, we're about to find your friend. And this is where I laughed a bit because he hands them both guns and he's like, these are guns. And Teddy's like, yeah, no, I'm good. He goes, you are American. What do you mean you are good? Yeah. He goes, oh, I've never used one. And Ali goes, take the fucking gun. Yeah. And Teddy's like, oh, okay. Yeah. 
Oh, God. Thank you, Johnny Depp, for comedic <laughs> relief yeah. in this movie. I really appreciate it. So we go back to the house and Howard's talking about, again, how for 15 years he's been waiting for this all his, this whole time. And you see him in a walrus suit and in the good words of an idol of ours and why we started doing this, James A. Janice of Dead Meat, they go into an all-out Walrus fight. <laughs> <laughs> Not even kidding. Like, you know, when you see on like documentaries about animals and like the walruses fighting and like hitting each other with their tusks, like that's what's happening. <laughs> it's awesome. It is so funny. They're humans. Oh, they shouldn't be doing this. It's funny as. It's so gross. So obviously Ali and Teddy hear the screaming from afar and they rush into the house and kick down the door. And sorry, I'm trying to. I've been trying to keep a track of Lotus the whole time. <laughs> She's just running around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they hear the screaming from afar and they rush into the house, kick the door down. They're looking everywhere for Wallace and they're coming across like his severed leg and all the horses <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then it cuts back to the fight and um, Howard, like, stands up and rips himself out of the his war suit and says, what does he say? Something like, like this was you, a good fight. This was a good fight, but if you're not going to kill me, I'll kill, kill you me. instead because you can be a walrus for the rest of your life or I can just kill you now. He goes to kill him with a machete, machete I think, and as he's about to swipe down, um, Wallace stabs him in the foot with his tusk and Howard falls back and then he just stabs him multiple times. While he's screaming, he's just screaming and stabbing him. (laughs) Yeah, and... That's when Ali and Teddy find him. Yeah, just covered in blood. And Ali just starts crying. She's losing it. Oh, like, why wouldn't you? You've just seen your partner turn into this monster. Yeah, and then, you know, LaPointe comes and he's holding up his big shotgun and he's aiming it at Wallace. And it looks like, to us, Wallace is like, yeah, please. He's, like, nodding, like, kill me. Like, kill me, I am done. Yeah, but Ali's like, no, no, no. And you know what the movie does? Fades to black. Bitches. And we cut to the next scene where Teddy and Ali are pulling up at this, like, abandoned place. One year later. One year <laughs> later. And we find out that Ali has kept Wallace alive and she's come to feed him a mackerel, which... Is so bad. Fuck, I had so much sympathy for Ali throughout this whole film. Now it's all gone. Yeah, like, he... You can't keep someone in that state. No. That's not fair. Plus, in my mind, I'm thinking, I was like, okay, so this happened in Canada. They live in Los Angeles in America. There's no way they transported him in that form back to America. So he must still be somewhere in Canada. So it's not like they're going to be able to see him every day and go visit him. So he's just going to be all by himself at this abandoned exotic animal sanctuary. Yeah. Like, no one to look after him. He's just by himself. Yeah. We get, like, an extended scene of when we first met Ali and how she explains that, like, Wallace doesn't cry anymore and she misses, like, how Wallace used to cry. Yeah, and then like the she, old Wallace We cut nice. back to, like, <laughs> this time and she tells Wallace that she loves him and he doesn't want to forget and Wallace kind of looks at the camera in a fourth wall break and starts crying. Yeah. Like, there's still Wallace in there. Yeah, and then he just goes back to his little cave. Hiding hole and that is Tusk. That's the end. Fuck Ali. Yeah. Nah, f- I'm on the... I even said to you, I was like, if we were in that situation, would you be okay if I just killed you because that's not fair on you? And you're like, please. Yeah, please. If I'm ever turned into a walrus by <laughs> a fucking maniac, please kill me. Please. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a movie. 
What a movie. It's crazy to think the whole thing was shot in 15 days and it almost wasn't made. Almost. Almost. Yeah, because Kevin Smith put on his Twitter. Hashtag walrus yes or hashtag walrus no. Everyone voted yes. Yes, so now we get this beautiful movie, (laughs) which it's great. Like, I fully recommend. Yeah. I don't recommend watching the next one. I haven't seen it personally. I've only seen snippets, but... I watched it. (laughs) Yeah, no, no good. It's just more Nazi shit. There's a lot of Nazi shit in this. That's all right. (laughs) You've heard our thoughts on it. Let us know yours at Instagram on Better Watch Horror Pod. Yep, and on Twitter, official BWH pod. And we also have an email, betterwatchhorrorpod at gmail.com. And that's it from us. Yeah. Let us let us know your thoughts. We give you one chance, all right? Yeah, we're like, a you listener know what? request. Yeah. Let's do it. But no. You guys have to go and break my heart <laughs> and make me go through this. <laughs> <laughs> I'd already seen snippets of it, so I already knew what was coming my way, but it makes it worse once you watch the whole movie. Well, that's the thing, too, because, you know, I heard it was called Tusk. You said he gets turned into a walrus. And so I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, in my mind, I'm picturing kind of like Elephant Man where it's like he's still like a human man, but he's just got tusks in his face and that's it. He's still like walking around as a human. So then when I saw him as a walrus, I was like, oh, this is not what I thought. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. Well, we'll see you all next week. Bye.